week eight is well and truly here. So you need some help. You've come to the right place. We're going to talk about some of the matchups and what we would do, who we would start. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay, here we is. Here we you. Here we whiz. Here we whiz. Here we whiz. Here we whiz. Mom, Zach, that's Badaki. It's Thursday. It's a Thursday, twenty eighth of October. We both just finished work. Uh, you know, because we obviously work other jobs and we do this as well. How was how was your job today? <clears throat> uh, did, you, did you do great? Yeah. I always try to strive for uh, success every single day at work, you know, try to do above and beyond. Rise and grind? Yeah, you know, I, I would love to be employee of the month every single time, employee of the day every single day. That's my ultimate goal usually when I go into work. We should do a, um employee of the month for Fantasyland and just have the listeners vote. All right, who's the employee of the month? This, it's only two options, but. Yeah, it's only two options, but I mean. I'd love to get employee of the month. Yeah, I'm I'm not here for titles. <laughs> well, you just said you were, but I, I, no, I'm saying like you know I like to strive for it, but I'm not I'm not there for it. So <laughs> right, it's, right. it's a sense. contradiction. No, it actually means a lot to me. I, I'd like the title if we're if we're giving them out. I'll take employee of the month. Yeah, you know what? Come, you are come employee of the month. Spot? Okay, cool. Yeah, you <laughs> want it already. Great. You're a, and you're a SEO of the month, so you know. I'm SEO of the month. Wow, just hyping each other up. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about football today. And there's quite a bit to talk about. But first off, we're going to get to some news. What is going on here? Okay, J.J. Watt, probably the biggest news that broke today. You know, he there was, there was reports about an injury. No one knew that it was season ending. Yeah. Until just now like they just was reported he's going to miss the remainder of the season this is i think this is actually pretty big like jj watt played a big part in the turnaround for this cardinals defense yeah it's interesting i um i just think it's interesting that he got hurt again every, i feel like every time he gets hurt it's season ending like it's not like a, yeah. he'll be out a couple of weeks at least it yeah. feels like that now in at at this point in his career. Body's getting old, wearing yeah. down. I think I think he'll retire. He's having too many surgeries and too many stuff. I think he loves football. I think he should be a coach. That's what I think he should be. Really? You think he'll retire? That's that's actually a hot take. How old is he? I mean, he's he's thirty two, so yeah, fair enough. He's he's actually it's it's pretty up old. There. So you know what though? I mean, some defensive ends play into their mid thirties, so We'll see. Yeah. I, I would say if the Cardinals do a deep run, he might just be like, Damn, I want to be a part of that. And honestly, maybe his talent isn't the most that he brings to that team. Maybe it's the leadership yeah, and, and I the think, mentality. And I think that's what it is. It's all about the leadership having, you know, such a veteran presence in this locker room. I mean, they have a lot of veterans in in you know, on this team. So I think they'll they'll be okay without JJ yeah. Watt still. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson limited at practice with a knee and ankle injury. This has been uh, quite a few weeks in a row. I imagine he probably plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, what about him? A hamstring doesn't practice again on Wednesday. Is this like a Veterans Day or something? It's a, it's a Julio Jones just not practicing <laughs> because he's hurt and you should probably yeah. shouldn't have him on your team or trade him away because he's probably yeah. irrelevant in fantasy moving forward. Your maybe. your trade away last week, by the way. Not yeah. this week, but last week. Maybe so hopefully Julio were able to. Maybe the JJs. Hmm. JJ and JJ Watt should retire. Well, not Justin Jefferson and not Josh Jacobs though. No, JJ Watt <laughs> and JJ as in Julio Jones should just hold hands yeah. into retirement. This is promising news. Uh Antonio Gibson Gets in a limited practice on Wednesday with that shin injury. However, Terry McLaurin did not participate. A lot of Washington players going through injuries right now. I mean, you look at the Washington injury report, and it's it's mostly offensive players. Diami Brown, 
Logan Thomas, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still on crutches. I mean, it's it's just a hospital over there in Washington. Yeah, it's not good. Hopefully, hopefully people can get healthy. I imagine Gibson McLaurin play. I don't think they'll bring Logan Thomas back. I mean, they have the bye week next week. Makes sense just to get him fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott, probably a big story to follow. I mean, that calf injury he sustained last, well, two weeks ago, technically. Last play against the Patriots where they won that game. All signs point to him playing, right, at this point? Yeah, all signs point to him playing, which is really interesting. Um, I was, you know, watching a lot of reports and, sorry, yeah, watching reports like ESPN and reading articles saying that they should probably sit him because this team could make a good run in the playoffs and that if he does play this week and then gets injured, and right. it's longer, it's like oh, you're actually hurting yourself. We get it, you're coming off a bye. And if you're coming off a bye and he's still not to the point where he is not 100%, maybe give him another yeah. week. You know, give him another week. I understand, like, you know, you're at the top of your division. You take take your time. You know, you are literally but three-plus games out in the lead right now. This, If, if you do lose, it's, yeah. not, it's not a major setback for this team. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Other than seeding, it... It makes sense for the NFC, but the NFC East, it's all but wrapped up at this point. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go quick fire through some of these. Jonu Smith limited in practice. I don't know if you're going to start him even if he plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin Coleman doesn't practice. Great news if you have Michael Carter. T.Y. Hilton doesn't practice. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about in depth, including some of these trades, but uh, George Kittle. Expected back in week nine. Maybe now's the time to go and try and buy low on him. Miles Sanders not practicing. The uh, Donovan People Jones not practicing. Uh, Jarvis Landry not practicing. There's a lot, there's a lot of people not practicing. <laughs> uh, Kadarius Tony working with trainers uh, on the side. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the Jets just traded for old man, what's his name? Flacco. But apparently Mike White's going to start, so that makes sense. Um, that's shout out to New York Jets. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, possibility of him playing in Week Eight. Um, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski apparently is going to play in Week Eight. Should we talk about that or? I mean, keep if you it have, moving? if it's interesting, if you have Gronk, I don't think you start him this week. I think you wait, see how he is. He probably probably be on a uh, snap count. But I think yeah. after this week, if he is healthy, I think you probably are okay to start him. I think there could be worse options too, though. Like someone might be in a position where like they have Johnny Smith or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of another, like a Robert Tunyon. Oh, well, Robert Tunyon's a great start tonight. Anyway, you know, I think it's a desperation play. You're right. Desperation play at, at best. Uh, Antonio Brown spotted with uh, crutches at practice. Yeah, it's not. It's not uh, or good. a crutch, a single crutch. Mm. It, it doesn't look good at all. Yeah. Um, I think there's concern because this looks like this is a long nagging injury that wasn't reported in that way. You yeah. know, it, um, if you have Antonio Brown, it's a fat GG's. Well, that was the, was it the Monday night or Thursday night game where he, he popped off and he was playing against me in a couple of leagues. Shout out to him for not exiting the game. And then after that, you know, I think that, that injury that he sustained in that game was pretty big deal. He just didn't get out of the game. Mm. Saquon working on the side with trainers. I'd say it's a long shot to play Monday Night Football, but Badaki, do you feel differently? Uh, at the moment, we have to wait until how he practices this Thursday. Same thing with Kenny G, Kadarius, Sterling, and Saquon. If they practice in any fashion on Thursday, or when, once we get the reports, then we will... You know, we would see if they will have a chance. At the moment, Saquon's a long shot, but all these other guys, I think, have a good chance to play on yeah. Monday Night Football. Evan Ingram drawing trade interest from multiple teams. Yeah, get him out. He's shit. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's at least a storyline to follow. Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard won't play tonight. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Mark Ingram traded to the Saints. I saw a lot of people pick him up. I could be wrong here, but I don't. I don't want to roster Mark Ingram. I am I, guess, I like am I wrong? I guess I, I thought about it, and this is my thought process. Um, the re, let me tell you the reason why I didn't roster him was because the people that I have on my on my roster is just I believe more valuable. 
But if you're somebody yeah. that is struggling Agreed. in a roster spot and you need, you know, depth or, you know, a high upside player, I think now Mark Ingram is that guy. I think if we look back on what we saw last week, throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara, I think they want yeah. to do the exact same thing with Mark. He can catch the ball. He's been in this system before. This could be the one-two punch. Uh, you know, like, I think this is a great opportunity for Mark Ingram if he is available. Yeah. I think he is a pickup in stash just to see what I happens. Almost, I, I think, like, the way I look at it is almost like a, a locker room presence, you know. What, I think he'll probably way, like, play, like, 15%. Like, he's, well, in the way that, the same way he did for the Ravens, you know, that the last year he was there. He wasn't a spectacular running back the last year in Baltimore, but he was a big hype man, hyping up Lamar, hyping up the other running backs, you know, big trust, whoop, whoop. Um, so, yeah, I could see him getting like 15 to 20% of snaps, but I only think he carries real value if, you know, unfortunately, you know, if there's a scenario where Kamara goes down. Last thing we'll talk about is Deshaun Watson. Um, Carolina's out because apparently Deshaun's only going to waive his no trade clause to go to Miami. Right. Apparently there's a deal in place. The only thing holding these teams back is the legal ramifications. What does that mean? What does the legal ramifications look like? I think Miami wants more information. They want to know if the league's going to put them on an exempt list. The league has said that they won't put them on an exempt list. Still feels icky to me, but I, I, I think when I saw that report, it was tweeted out as if a deal went through. But you look at it and it's like, they still have to talk about this. Well, so it's like, this is what we've known for so long. Way, it doesn't feel like anything changed. The way I took it was that the reports before was that he or the the Texans are trading with the Panthers, are in talks with the Panthers, the Eagles, and the Dolphins. But now right. there is an offer on the table, which have they they both agreed, right? And but they're just waiting on information. So they both shook hands, and it was like, okay, once we get the information, you know, we can sign the papers. So right now, a gentleman's it, agreement, yeah, if it's you a, will, exactly. It's a gentleman's agreement. Once they get the information, and, and I guess the Miami side is comfortable with it, then they'll sign the papers. And be like, ah, oh, you know what, Deshaun, come through. So yeah, I've been reading a lot of stuff about this and. You know, watching a lot of stuff. A lot of people have a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people say on the PR side, oh, I don't know if I want to deal with that. And a lot of people is like, well, the PR side will figure itself out. I'm trading for the talent. Uh, I'm trading. Yeah. I'm trading to win a Super Bowl. And I'm trading, you know, to change this franchise. Because if he does come out as not guilty, then, you know, what's the point? Like it, it, it was all. It was all, all about for what's the like as a franchise. You think about what's the risk. Like if he does come out guilty, that is like so bad for a franchise. But, that yeah. is, and if he doesn't come out, terrible guilty. for a franchise. You know, so you have to think about the risk reward there. Obviously, you, you know the reality is is like even if he's traded, it's gonna be a haul. So. I don't know if something goes through, but I could be wrong. Like I still lean towards nothing happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if something did happen. Like I, I definitely could be wrong on this. Ah, uh, I don't know. I honestly think like you think, think about nowadays how people are. And like, I think it's actually good how people respond and call out issues. You know, it didn't always used to be like that. You know, there's, there's a fine line, but, I imagine if they traded for him, there would be, you know, some sort of uproar from a certain community that would create pretty bad PR. And I think, yeah, whether that's absolutely. right or wrong, I don't know, but you, there is risk, and it's it's going to be fun to follow. I I think it would be interesting to see him move. <laughs> the quote from two is pretty funny as well, but yeah, did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that, and the way that was phrased as well. I think he knows. He was just like, it was a double negative. Uh, you know, if Deshaun, I don't see this. All right. Like as if I'm like an NFL owner, or like a business owner, I am taking a massive, massive risk here. Mm -hmm. um, but I think trading for Deshaun, putting all the legal stuff aside 
is 200 IQ if he does come out, you know. It is 200 IQ, but I also promise you that, like, in my head at least, I think it would be at least three first-round picks, maybe a couple seconds and a couple players. So as much as it's 200 IQ, you're also but they have giving a, the farm for the it. Fal- I mean, not the Falcons. The Dolphins have a good foundation. They have a decent offensive line. You know, Do they, though? I think What's so. happened this year? I mean... Tua happened this year, you know. Jacoby Brissett happened this year. Honestly, though, so. I hate, I hate, I don't hate to say this, but I, I think Tua's played pretty decently the last couple of weeks. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's still been bad, bad throws, but I think he's played. Decently. But I think that's why they're so like pushing for this trade because they, they know their season's over. They know mm. that they cannot win, they cannot win or will not win their division this year. So why not get Deshaun Watson and have a high risk? take this high risk opportunity now because once all the legal stuff clears, every team is going for him. I get that. But what if it doesn't clear? Exactly. And, and, and then that, you just gave up that's the exact same all thing. that. So it's, it's, that's it's the only the thing. what's who knows. Uh, the quote from Tua, by the way, is I don't not feel wanted by the dolphins. <laughs> I don't not feel wanted by the dolphins. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I ask my wife, Hey, do you want pizza tonight? I don't not want pizza tonight. Like, okay, so what do you want then? You know? Um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> we spent a lot of time in news. Let, let's, uh, let, let's move on to matchups. Excuse me, can I touch you for a minute? Excuse me, can I touch you for a minute? Okay, we've got six matchups and then six Hail Marys, I believe. Seven. Ravens. Oh, seven. Yeah, okay. seven Hail Marys. Ravens. Raiders both on by this week. You know that by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, five and two Titans at the three and four Indianapolis Colts, who are slowly putting the pieces together. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be a teams, good game. I think both teams are slowly putting the pieces together. I mean, it's crazy that we're saying that about the Titans. I agree. They're five and two. I think <laughs> you know it just feels that way. Yeah, the Titans start off shaky, and I think now that they had this run and beat two great teams, the Chiefs and the Bills. It's like, okay, well, they beat the, these two teams, these two high-caliber teams, and, you know, they're looking good now. So I, I like yeah. I like the Titans and, and the Colts, but... Yeah. For the Titans, do you feel like Tannehill is a streaming option in this game? Because, I don't know, Indianapolis hasn't been great against the pass, but everything runs through, through the King there. Are you starting... Tannehill I, I, th- I think it's hard not to start Tannehill, in my opinion. Um, if I have Tannehill, I think I'm always starting him unless I have somebody better like a Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, I think. How about Kirk Cousins versus Dallas and Daniel Jones versus Kansas City? Those are two guys I would stream I over. Would potentially yeah, 100%. Stream over Ryan. You, you Carson know, Wentz has been pretty good the as thing, well. That's himself, the thing. Like, I don't consider Tannehill a stream quarterback I think he has to be considered a stream quarterback you know I mean even last week they played really well against Kansas City but he only had two of those touchdowns I mean Derrick Henry threw a touchdown for God's sake right now he's the quarterback 20 18 so I feel I mean don't don't you agree that that would probably place him in the streaming category I think I think he's been consistent overall I think he, he scored over 15 points and you know, almost every game besides two. So, I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely opportunity for you to start somebody else over because based on matchup. Yeah. So I definitely agree. But I, yeah. I like Tannehill. If I had Tannehill on my team, I'm I'm setting and forgetting. That's how I feel, that's how comfortable I am with him because I think he has mm. good weapons, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not there just because I think there are better streaming options, but I get it. I mean, I get that it's a good offense, but he's just not produced. And maybe it's because AJ and Julio's out, you know, for some of that time period. But Mm -hmm. AJ, you start with confidence. He looked great back on track. Julio is probably the question mark here. Uh, I'm okay to start him if I don't have a better option, but there could be better options out there. This is probably a question we'll get a lot on Saturday's live stream. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join us. YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball or Twitch.tv slash FantasylandFootball. We answer all your questions. Mm. I'm sure there will be a lot related to Julio Jones. Julito. Um, on the Colts side of the ball, Carson Wentz, I actually think, is a decent stream because uh, 
whether you know we like to believe it a lot. I, I know last week the Titans defense looked great, but they have been far from good, uh, especially in their secondary. So mm-hmm. Wentz isn't a terrible stream himself. You I agree. Obviously, start Jonathan Taylor, and then we have a stream of the week for me, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's been really good. And he's slowly transitioning into this alpha wide receiver. Obviously, the injuries uh, you know, to the wide receiver core have helped. Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton. Uh, by the way, the Titans give up the most points to the position, to wide receivers. To wide receivers, yes. So Michael Pittman seems like everything is lining up for him to be a great start this week. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. I think you have to start him. Um, week in and week out now. I mean, he's had fantastic games, I think, since week seven. Sorry. Yeah. Um, since week five. <laughs> this is um, week seven is last week. So, yeah, I mean. Well, why, don't, why don't I put you in a tough position then and mm-hmm. ask you? You've got Eckler, Chris Godwin, and DK Metcalf. Do you, do you start Michael Pittman over any of those guys? Asking for a friend. Eckler, Godwin, and DK? Uh, that's hard. Oh, sorry. I meant Keenan Allen, Godwin, and DK. Who's Godwin playing? Uh, Godwin plays New Orleans, but AB might be sitting. Yeah. It's um, tough, right? It's definitely tough. Um, I think I'll go based off of matchup because the Titans do give up the most points to wide receivers, so I'm starting Pittman over it. Godwin. Over Godwin. Okay. Yeah. I like it. It's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch this one. Is there anyone that we haven't talked about that you consider maybe a streaming option? No, I mean, I think Naeem Hines is no longer in question. Um, As in, like, the answer is don't start him, right? Yeah, yeah like, there's no one else you can go. I mean, Mo Ali Cox, if you need a tight end, because obviously Darren Waller and Mark Andrews are both on bye week. So if you need a tight end, he could be potentially a good streaming option. But, yeah, uh, I mean that. that no, that's funny about is, it. Last week, when Darren Waller decided he was out last minute, I had three options to choose between Foster Moreau, Mo Ali Cox, and Cameron Bray, and I chose Cameron Bray. If I had chosen Mo Cox, else, go to touchdown too. That's not. Unlucky. If I had chose any of the other ones, <laughs> I would have won that week. I like you. It's, in that league specifically, it's just been one of those years. Mm. All right, the three and three Steelers at the four and three Browns. Divisional game here. Divisional game, and I think this is a up in the air. Anyone can win this game, especially with all the injuries that the Browns have right now. Browns are super beat up. I mean, OBJ playing with that injury doesn't look like himself. Baker Mayfield apparently has a chance to play in this game. I wouldn't bet on it, Yeah, especially after they won last week without him. Man, I... It feels like the Steelers could go into Cleveland and get a win, but this also feels like potentially a low-scoring, boring game, maybe. Yeah, it could be. And and that's the thing with division games. It can go either way. Uh, you know, these Steelers had a bye week. These people are getting acclimated now, now that they understand what they're going to do. Now that Juju's out. That bye out, week is actually, is actually big. Yeah, and now that they understand Juju's out, they probably changed up the offense a little bit in practice. Hopefully they start running the ball more. Um, even though they do run the ball, I think decent a decent amount of time. But, you know, Big Ben throws, I feel like, nearly 40-plus 40, 40 times a game, which I think is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. is like week five versus Denver. He only threw 25 times a game, or in that game, excuse me. Yeah. And I, I thought, wow, we're about to see the start of a trend. Then week six, he threw 40 times. So yeah, Exactly. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I think they saw an uptick with Najee as well. Najee's going to continue, you know, week four, 15 attempts, week five, 23, week six, 24. So there's an uptick in attempts in rushing uh, attempts for Najee. So I, I like that opportunity for him as well. Yeah. Najee's obviously a smash star. I mean, he's been, he's been so good mm. as of late. Browns aren't very good defending fantasy wide receivers. They're Below, I mean, they're like bottom eight or something against fantasy wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, do you consider? I mean, Deontay's a must start, but what about Claypool? Is he is he a, a good flex this week? Yeah, uh, I like Claypool. I'm moving. I, I'm starting Claypool in a couple leagues. If I, I think if you have him, I think you have to start him. I think he once again this bye week helps. They integrate Claypool now a little bit more. He probably takes. 
Juju's opportunities. Obviously, he takes Juju's opportunities. So why not start him? I mean, I guess it depends on who you have. Yeah, you know, like I hope. I hope he gets past that that injury. That's the only thing because I love him as well. I still think he's going to be good this year. Oh well, now that Juju's out, more targets are free. You know, yeah. seven targets last week. I I hope that he gets past that injury. If he does, I think you start him and Pat the Dragon, aka Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, I mean, I picked him up. I'm struggling with with tight ends. Yeah, you know, I have kids. Seven targets. The first game without Juju, seven targets. It's promising. Yeah, seven targets, seven catches. So. I think it's going to continue. If 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 it does mm. continue, I think that's a good safe floor. What he just yeah. that that performance, I believe, is his floor moving forward. Yeah, I'm in tight end purgatory in one of my leagues as well, where I had Logan Thomas and then I have Ricky Seals, and Ricky's actually been great. But I want a more permanent option because I don't know what Logan's going to look like when he's back. So I just traded for Mike Kosecki, but before that, I did pick up Pat, and I still have Pat just because I there's a little feeling like. We yeah, could, you know, nice. the bye week, it's the bye week feeling, honestly, for exactly. these rookies. Like the bye week happens, and then historically, we've seen a lot of rookies get involved in the offense in a different way than they have before. So maybe that's Pat this week. Um, if Chubb plays, do you start Deonis? Like you play him, but what about Deonis Johnson if Chubb plays? Yeah, I think you still start him. You start really? Deonis Johnson. Okay. I think they're starting to give him the, the work. Pass catching ability, if if not, um, I think he takes Kareem Hunt's role. I mean, if Kareem yeah. Hunt's playing, do you start him? Yeah, of course. So I think right. that's Dearness Johnson in these next couple of weeks. Unless you want to take the safe route, see how he gets integrated within within this offense. But I get, I can understand why people would be, you know, skeptical of starting him. Yeah, I'm okay to start him depending on options. But man, if Chubb plays, you're gonna you're not gonna feel as confident, you know. Well, I think going he, into the week. That's the thing. I think he will play. So, like for you example, think Chubb's gonna play? I think Chubb is going to play, and I still think you start Dearness Johnson. Okay. So obviously they're going to utilize both backs, but you know what's what scares me a little bit is just like it wouldn't blow my mind if they utilize Felton as a pass catching back, and you know Johnson comes out and has 50 yards on the ground, but it's only five points in fantasy. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like he was, he was a good football player, but not fantasy. And the the question is, are the, is Nick Chubb going to be on a snap count? Because if he's not, if he is on a snap count, then Dearness Johnson yeah. can get the opportunity. I guess the big question is like, it, it's a good question. Obviously start, start sit questions, you know, Dearness Johnson or a Mike Davis. I know Mike Davis is a sit. Yeah. He's you know? a sit. Of so that, that's, me, that's a so bit hard because that's a second. Dearness. Right. So, Dearness or a, ooh, a Tony Pollard. I feel like. Um. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good line right there. That's a good line to kind of try and figure out. I I would lean Pollard. I would lean Pollard slightly, okay. but I think the, I mean I'm even like Gaskin. Someone I'm trying to figure out Gaskin or Dearness. Do you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, so like, it's I, a close I, line between these guys. Yeah, I agree. I think the Steelers could win this. I think the you Steelers know, they could come in to Cleveland, I think which they doesn't will happen win often to win. If it doesn't, you think so? Yeah. If they don't get, if Baker doesn't play, I think this is an easy win for the Steelers. They'll go up really early, in my opinion. I, I think they're just going to bully Case Keenum, in my opinion. It's almost weird how like Case almost did the same thing that Baker did last week, though. Was did you find that weird at all? That it's almost like they mean like performance wise or. Yeah, it felt like they were the same player almost. I don't no, know. <laughs> like, yeah, I I can understand like why do you have Baker? Why are you resigning him if Case Keenum is doing the same shit? But yeah, um, yeah. no, nah, I think they're gonna bully him. It's it's a it, this is gonna they're just gonna rush everyone and Case Keenum's gonna have yeah. no time because OBJ is not there and or he might is he is he not gonna play? I think sorry, he could. not that he's not. But not you don't there. start you don't start any of these wide receivers, right? No, I think if Jarvis goes, I think you start Jarvis. So if it's Jarvis and not OBJ, I'm cool with it. I agree. Mm-hmm. But actually, Jarvis missed practice today, exactly. and OBJ was limited. So I mean, this might be an avoid. People started Donovan People Jones last week, and Unlucky didn't was. work out. I like you. All right, one and six Dolphins at the four and two Buffalo Bills. Deshaun gets traded, and no, before the week you start, play. you start him. He's not going to play. You start him. There's no way Deshaun Watson. I I will bet fifty dollars. 
that Deshaun Watson, for anyone who wants to take it, will not play this week. <laughs> and that would be crazy if it happened, though. That would be insane. I feel like this trade will go down literally on Monday Night Football, and that will be, like, the biggest talk over the actual game. <laughs> Just kind of yeah, like John Gruden, the John Gruden thing. How is it? Yeah. Oh, wow, John Gruden is gone. It's like, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson has been traded, and he could – that the, this is going to be the headline if it happens. Deshaun Watson's been traded, and he could play in Week Nine. And then everyone's like, oh, "Yeah, shit. yeah, that wouldn't surprise me." But if if a Deshaun Watson trade happens, I also expect Tua news. Pretty, you know, at the same time or the or hours after that. I think you. Hold I don't. On. I don't see a way that they trade like, for Deshaun without giving away Tua. Hit Tua's trade value. So what happens is you trade for Deshaun, you automatically lower Tua's value, right? Because everyone's like, okay, well, they don't want Tua. So Tua's not going to cost more than the second round pick at that point. But if you hold on to Tua, we saw this with um, Josh Rosen a little bit throughout his career. You hold on to Tua and Deshaun's there and Tua's not playing, Tua's value just plummets. So we'll see. But if Tua plays this game, (laughs) you, you... you're probably not starting them against the Bills. No, I don't think. Once again, another divisional game. This is really difficult. The Bills coming out of their bye week, coming off really strong. They're going to be playing. People are getting healthy. I think you you sit to a, there's a lot of better streaming options out there. Like you said, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Orion Tannehill, if you want to put them in the conversation. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not comfortable with starting. Let's, let's talk about players that we could start in Miami. And there's only two that come to mind to me, and that's Mike Gusecki and Jalen Waddle. Yes. Mike Gusecki with Tua has been unreal. And he's actually the tight end three right now on the year in PPR. He has been, honestly, after that week one where he didn't do anything, he has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been great. I've been trying to crazy. get Mike Gusecki. I have him in a couple leagues. Uh, I was trying to get Mike Kosecki again uh, from Joel, great fan of the show, um, yeah. before the trade happened. I literally, he put Mike Kosecki on the trade block and I instantly messaged him. Mm. But Yeah, same. It's just. <laughs> I Who did you send him? Because I sent Tony. Just people might be curious. Well, how, what did you I, get for Kosecki? I sent Tony, but this is a league where I have Godwin. I have uh, Keenan Allen. I have Michael Pittman. I have. Um, my mind's blanking. DK Metcalf. So I didn't need well, Kadarius I, Tony. But. I, I low I low balled him, but I was willing to give up like a Tyler Lockett for him if I'm if I'm that if I'm not mistaken, if that's the league that yeah. I have him in. But like at first I low balled him to see what he thought. So like for example, I offered Tyler Boyd and Jamison Crowder. And then I was like, What well, what would you like? Or and then he goes, No. Nah. And then I messaged him, I was like, Okay, so who who do you like on my team? And he doesn't message me back. And then probably like 30 minutes That's later. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes later, the trade went through. But that yeah. happens with everyone. I, I mean, a, a pro tip. I've found trading. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I think a pro tip, in my opinion, I always low ball first and then see what happens. Sometimes if you low ball too much, they just, they'll probably just don't respond. Yeah. But I like to go, sounds weird, but I like to go low first and then see what happens. I don't know. I always just, I think I send just realistic trades that I would do because I've found, especially this year, a lot of people just don't respond if you low ball, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it happens. I think depending on what their team is at, you know, I was, at, like I said, I was, you always want to get the up, best value, of course. I was willing to give up Tyler Lockett and like do like a package like that. That's who, that was my main thought process was Tyler Lockett. And then I, I think. People don't want Lockett right now, though. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's okay, but I am um, can't wait until Russ gets back. Yeah, so, I mean, Lockett's going to be good, and he's going to be that boom-bust guy who could win you every week, you know? He's going to be great when, when Russ is back, for sure. Um, Jalen Waddle, I think you can start as well. Do you agree Waddle and Gusecki are, are kind of like the one guys? I mean, the only guys? Miles Gaskin, maybe? I think for me, it would be Gusecki and Gaskin. You're not um, going to start Jalen Waddle. Only reason no is because I think the secondary on the Bills defense is too good that they will lock him up. Okay. Um, I think Miles Gaskins will get a lot of work in the passing game. 
they'll do a lot of dump off passes because they're once again they are going to bully them. I, in my opinion, they see what Waddle's doing right now. They see what Gazeki's doing right um, right now. So I think that's the, I think my thought process that will be the game plan coming into this game. They'll be down a lot. He probably take shots. You know, um, what's his name? Carlos Hyde, Micah Hyde, the defensive back for the Bills. He's just really good. Micah Hyde, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I think yeah. he'll be on Tua. So, I mean, um, on I'm, Waddle. I'm still happy to start Waddle. I just think there's going to be enough game scripted plays for him, screen passes, targets. I, I, I could it. see him getting at least 10 targets this game. I get it. I get it. I, I can see it as well, but I see the, uh, the other way as well. So, yeah. On the Bills, I mean, uh, who do you not start? You start Josh Allen, you start Stephon Diggs, and I have a star of the week from Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, let me talk to you about Emmanuel Sanders right quick. Dolphins give up the third most points to wide receivers, and this is interesting. I did a little, because I was thinking about Diggs. I was like, man, Diggs has been like relatively a letdown based off of where he was drafted, and Sanders has been an insane value from the waiver wire. And I kind of looked at them. Stefan Diggs does lead the team in receiving, but it's only Emmanuel Sanders is only 50 yards behind him in receiving yards. And mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders has twice as many touchdowns as Diggs with four. So I'm not saying that Sanders is more valuable than Diggs. But I'm maybe trying to open people's eyes to realize how valuable Emmanuel Sanders himself is. Because if you see Diggs in a certain light, oh my God, this guy is so valuable. Well, right now, Diggs is a wide receiver 24 on PPR. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders is a wide receiver 28. So start putting some respect on Emmanuel Sanders right now. I don't I don't see this changing personally. Yeah, I agree. And especially with Dawson Knox out, it, it helps Manuel Sanders' case. You know, more targets, more opportunities in the red zone. So, yeah, I'm happy to start Miles Sanders. I think it's a great start, especially against the Dolphins. The only thing I'm concerned about is the Bills having a lead so high that they will just disregard the pass, you know? thought about that too, yeah. And I think the way I look at it is I, th- I feel like the Dolphins have figured a couple things out offensively now with Tua, you know? So I don't think the Dolphins are going to put up 40 points, but I think they could put up enough points to keep the Dolph or the Bills playing the way they do aggressively, you right, know? Right. Moss, I, I think maybe that's a conversation we, we should have. I still feel like you can start Moss. I think it's a good matchup. Miami's pretty bad against the run. Um, What about Singletary? I mean, because Singletary was the better play... The last time out. Yeah, last week. No, I'm still starting Zach Moss. Um, I think Zach Moss, once again, has the better opportunity. Uh, he's going to get the goal line touches. And I'm sticking with Zach Moss in coming yeah. into this week. I think he. I think you have to start Zach Moss going into this week. It's hard not to. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about Kenneth Gainwell versus Detroit or Zach Moss? Because that's uh, the situation I'm in, in in one league. I think... I think that's difficult. It's hard, man. It's the reason hard, yeah. why I, the reason why I'm I'm hesitant on Kenneth Gainwell is because you know Scott. Say that again. Boston Scott. Yeah, Boston Scott. Because I think as much as Gainwell yeah. was number one wire pick, waiver wire pick, Boston Scott is going to have the majority of the touches. Kenneth Gainwell is going to be. I think it'll be like fifty fifty. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You know, I think he could end up being the guy. To, to win over Kenneth Gainwell in this in this week at least, but uh, I'm hesitant. Yeah. I think you can start Kenneth Gainwell. By the way, he's he's one of my starts of the week, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Uh, Beasley, do you start Beasley this week? I think maybe Desperation Flex feels okay. Yeah, uh, I mean Beasley's been decent. Yeah, he's been uh, decent. I think he's been decent. He's definitely worth a, a little conversation if you have him and. You know, if you're someone that has a Hollywood Brown or Hunter Renfro and you have Beasley, yeah, plug him in in that flex position and start him. See what happens. I mean, 21 points last week, nine targets. Yeah, you start him. It's just weird. Like, you look at the great matchups in week four and five, Houston and Kansas City combined, those two games combined, mm-hmm. like five points. It's just so strange. It's It's up and down, but the targets are also up and down. 
I consider him a good play maybe now that Dawson Knox is out, but yeah, really depends on the options. All right, the three and four Patriots at the four and two Chargers. This is in L.A. Hunter Henry is the star of the week for me. Returning home. Do we call it a revenge game? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, we're, <laughs> regardless, the Chargers let him walk for whatever reason. And surely he's having convos and Mac Jones is talking to him. And they want to see him and the Patriots want to see Hunter Henry succeed versus his former team. Mm-hmm. Chargers are probably going to help in that area because they give up the second most points to the tight end position. And Hunter Henry has had four consecutive tied, uh, touchdowns um, in each game, uh, the last four games. So he's he's the star of the week for me. This is going to be a better game than I think people realize because I think the Patriots are slowly starting to figure themselves out as a team. Yeah, they are slowly figuring themselves out. I think it's in, Mac Jones. He's getting you know used to the NFL and the pace of the game. I think Mac Jones is a good um, low, low key. If you're in a desperation, you know, a Hail Mary start quarterback, in my opinion. I love this opportunity for Mac Jones. But once again, it's hard because the Chargers are coming off a bye week. So it's a little bit difficult if you had to start a Mac Jones. But I think this is going to be a good game. I agree with you. Um, the One of the hardest plays from this week is for me is Damian Harris because the Chargers have been decent against running backs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy as last week, Damian Harris was only on the field for 46% of snaps but he still went out and put up eight yards of carry and two touchdowns over a hundred yards. Yeah. I think that was also you a game can't trick. sit him, right? Like uh, you can't sit him. Yeah. It, it was also because they were up super early by the second, yeah. second quarter, if I'm not mistaken, they were away with this game. Maybe and there were just so many snaps <laughs> to go around. Exactly. So, you know, Brandon Bolden, I'm pretty sure found the end zone. I think JJ Taylor potentially found the end zone. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah, I think you still have to start him. It sucks, but you still like have to lower start. your expectations. Yeah, exactly. Lower your expectations. I think he could probably get you at least 12 points, uh, 13 points. For example, a good equivalent, in my opinion, would be someone like if you look at week two against the Jets, I think that's his outcome. 13 points. He has 16 carries, right. 62 yards. He can probably find the end zone. I, I like this this game for him, but minimum at least 10 or maximum. Sorry. 15, 13 points. Yeah. He's the RB 16 on the year. He was real close to being a trade away for me. I don't think, and the reason he wasn't is because I'm still comfortable to have him on my team. Mm -hmm. I just think the upcoming schedule gets a little bit more difficult. Carolina, like Chargers, Carolina, Cleveland's decent against the run. Then you have Atlanta, which is, you know, not good. Tennessee, not good against the run. But then week 13, Buffalo, great against the run. Then there's a bye week in 14, Indianapolis in 15, Buffalo in 16. Like these are playoff weeks. So Harris is the running back 16 right now. I, I think, think you could get great value for him. But And, and that's the thing. Like oh, The hard part is because I've been trying to sell Damien. What's the value? Nobody likes him. Nobody yeah. thinks that he can really produce. And the games that he hasn't produced, he's, he was hurt. You know, he got hurt and he had to miss the game. He was coming in and out. So I think it's hard. I think I like Damien going the rest of the season. I understand why he would be a trade away. The schedule is hard, but yeah. they're utilizing him. I mean, the snap totally. counts, snap he, counts I are mean, there. Ro- Ramondre Stevenson being out was was great. I like I, I'm I'm happy to have him on the team. I'm also open to looking at what you could trade him for. Um how about Jacoby Myers? Still getting targets. He's still getting targets. Um, not getting touchdowns, but getting targets. <laughs> he got a two point conversion. He found the end zone. True. Um, <laughs> That's frustrating. Just, hey, if you watch the highlights, you're like, oh wait, he's in the end zone. Nope, two point mm-hmm. conversion. So Jacoby Myers is somebody that I think I'm going to be sitting this week. If I'm not mistaken, the Chargers give up the least amount of points to wide receivers currently. Um, you know, they're I, they're uh, top four. Against wide receivers. Yeah, so I think I would rather start somebody else. You know, I would rather go the high upside player, maybe a boom or bust play if you need a win. You know, um, he is getting yeah. the targets, but, I mean, last week you thought he would have a great opportunity and he didn't really show up that much. Yeah, you know, no, but the Jets, the Jets stopped him. They were a good, you know, 
Uh, they're good against the wide receivers. Only seven targets, five catches. Uh, you know? Yeah. Jets, Jets are, they have been good against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think you can start them depending on your options. But, yeah, it's not lower expectations extremely. I don't want to start them. Yeah. Chargers looking to bounce back from a, a pretty shocking week against Baltimore last time out. Herbert was average. They didn't give Eckler the ball like they normally do when they have great games. That, I think, will change. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen were both held in check. You start the big four, though. Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I I, I don't see a way you sit these guys. You yeah. expect big things from them this week against uh, the Patriots, even though it's a good defense. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You, you start them. You see what happens. This game could be a shootout. I think this could be a... A game kind of like Dallas and New England. I thought about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feels like it could be that way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested. I don't like it because I'm going against Austin Eckler in a couple of leagues, Justin Herbert in a couple of leagues, and hmm. I just need them to do terrible. <laughs> I need them to do well because I got Eckler in some leagues. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. One and five Jags at the two and five Seahawks. Not the, not the sexiest really game. needed a win last week versus the Saints. They really needed to pull that off for Russell Wilson. Like, do something for the guy while he's while he's out watching on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. It's got to be painful for us to watch on the sidelines right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence, decent start this week against Seattle. Seattle's not been, um, you know, they've not been top 15 against against quarterbacks in fantasy. So, you know, if you need a stream, I don't I don't want to start him necessarily, but I think you could start Trevor Lawrence if you're yeah. in a desperation scenario. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a great star. I think you start him if you have him. Um somebody's unless in. you have better options, you know. Oh, 100%. Two quarterback leagues, he's a must start. Tannehill but. or, or T Low. I would actually go Trevor Lawrence, crazy enough. Okay. Daniel Jones, T Low. I would go Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Close. Uh James Robinson. I am very excited as a James Robinson owner in many leagues to watch him against Seattle Seahawks who give up the second most points to running backs. They get thrashed by running backs. <laughs> I mean, Alvin Kamara is the only good thing about the Saints offense, and he was a monster last week. James Robinson, different player, but you're excited to watch James Robinson play this week. What about Marvin Jones and LaVishka Chenault? I think you can start Jones. Do you agree? Yeah, you start Jones. I think a guy that I might be starting is Lavishka. Once again, this team's coming off a bye week. The second half for these guys, usually this is where they turn up. You know, this is where they, mm. they start to, like, just try everything in the book. Lavishka is not a rookie. He's a second-year guy, but I think they realize— Ten targets last time out. Yeah, Ten targets. and I think that's what exactly was going to say. They realize it. They need to get the ball in his hands. They sold the targets. It was It was great. He had a great game. Why not? Well, why why not continue? This game feels like a long time ago. This was that London game. He he dropped a couple passes that we were like, "Bruh, yeah, come on, a hundred percent." This is like m- mental mistakes almost. Yeah, so I, I think there's opportunity for Lavishka. Um, there was one that he. I'm okay to start him. If, yeah. in in desperation flex. Yeah, I, I think you start him. Uh, Seahawks it, <laughs> offensively, it's really limited. Tyler Lockett looks. Terrible. I mean, I don't I don't think you start Tyler Lockett. I don't think you can at this point un, until Russ comes back. He's gonna be great when Russ is back, but do you feel like you can start Lockett at this point? It's hard. I mean, D, I'm I'm even concerned about DK. I don't know if I can start him because of how bad it's been with Gino. Other than that one catch, it was bad. Um mm-hmm. I know it's Jacksonville, but can you start these guys? I think there's better options than Tyler Lockett out there. No, yeah, it's definitely hard. I think, um, I don't know. You know, I, I, like, for example. Like, I would start Lavishka. I would start Lavishka over Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, you know, I'm in a position right now where I'm probably going to be starting Tyler Lockett. And the only other person I can start over him, there's two people, Jamison Crowder or Jamis Winston. This is a two-quarterback league. Right. I don't want to start Jameis. He's going against Tampa. I don't want to start Crowder because he's going to be playing with Mike White. Who is that? Okay, number one. And Jameis, I, this is the game where he can throw five touchdowns and five interceptions. You yeah. Know, he's, going back to, he's going back to Tampa. 
I would honestly risk it with Jameis. And I know that's crazy, but like, exactly. at least you have a better chance at a touchdown. Yeah, and that's my thought process, but it's just hard right now. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do. Um, do you start DK, though? I mean, Lockett, I feel like is you can't you can't start him at think, this point. I think you start DK. I think they're going to continue to give him some some passing work. Okay. Um, they're going to get him in the slot. Rashad Penny, any running back? Probably not. They're both tremendous letdowns last week, and I don't think you can start anyone with confidence. I mean, maybe Collins if you had to pick one, right? Yeah. But it just doesn't doesn't look very good, regardless. No, uh, this game's gonna be good. Yeah, this is the game I'm going to be watching. I keep my close <laughs> eye on. I need to. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look. Let's just hope that it's a good game. That's all. That's all we can say. Let's hope that it's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, last game we're covering, and then we got some hail marys. The five and one Cowboys at the three and three Vikings. This is actually going to be a great game. Vikings at home. Talk it Sunday up. night football. Um, Cowboys. Who do you sit? I mean, no one. You you start Dak. You start Zeke, Amari, CD, and Dalton Schultz. Uh. That's it. This like this matchup feels very set both sides. Let me ask you this you question. You start Kirk, you start J- Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. I don't think there's any like fringe players on these teams. Let me ask you a question because I think this is what's going to happen if we don't if we hopefully get a report sooner rather than later. If Dak Prescott does not play, are you hesitant in starting a Ceedee Lamb or a Mari? For example, are you starting? Let's say you have DK. And Amari or CD, but Dak is not playing. You know which I think I, I think I still go Amari over or CD over DK. I think so. Okay, just because I've I guess I've already seen how bad it could be in Seattle. I haven't seen how bad it could be in Dallas this year. You know, with the backup, so I already know how bad it is in in Seattle with with Geno. I would rather go with the unknown terrible than the known terrible, I the guess. The known terrible, right. I mean, it makes sense. What about uh, Jacoby Myers versus a good Chargers defense over these two guys? No way. You got to start your stars, you know. that That's when you implement the start your stars. Keep it simple, stupid. <clears throat> Agreed? Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Or people. would you start start Jacoby? Uh, no, no, the, I, I, okay. I wouldn't start Jacoby. I'm just, maybe there was a, I'm trying to find the line for you. Um, but it's hard. Like a Robert Woods. Yeah, I think that's a good line. I, I think I would roll out Rob Robbie, Bobby Trees over like a an Amari and a CD if if Dak doesn't play. But yeah, I think that that's where it's hard. It's hard, man. man. It's it's hard. I mean, because obviously you got Stafford, but at the same time, it can be outside of that one game for Woods. They've a clay. Pool? I mean, you you hit me up, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. for a trade this week for Woods, and. If you hit me up the week after it happened, I would have probably given you more than what I offered this week. Well, but I, I still like it's just Woods. like, man, I, it feels like that one game is an outlier. Like there's he's almost like Tyler Lockett last year. There's gonna be games where he probably wins you weeks, but there's other there's gonna be games where he gets well, like ten points. I was happy with he got fifteen points last week. I was happy with that. You know, like right. yeah. Uh, I, I I was happy with that. You know, against the Giants, eleven points. They were they were up early, so they started to run the ball. You know, Seattle obviously he went off. So I I, I like I still like his floor. I think his floor is what we saw six eleven points. Obviously he played against Tampa, and that was his was six points where like he was completely irrelevant. It was only Cooper Cup, but uh, I think I, I'm comfortable with him. I'm comfortable with him in that scenario. I mean, I, I have him in some leagues. I'm going to start him, of course. Mm-hmm. The only issue for me is the targets. That's that's what we relied on so heavily throughout his tenure in L.A. And now it's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five games where it's six targets or under. There's only two games where he's had over six targets. That's yeah, and that's that's okay. got to be concerning, no matter how we look at it. I think I think for me, I'm still okay. Yeah, six targets. It is is definitely concerning, but. If he can still get me those fantasy points, a minimum of at least totally, you know, it's a, it's a safe floor. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. So we should yeah, you start <laughs> these tra- guys. You you start yeah. all these guys. Great transition, right? Should we talk about <laughs> how Marys? Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. 
much you want to make a bet, I can throw a football over the mountain. Okay, what is a Hail Mary? So we look at the rest of the matchups that we have not yet talked about, right? Mm -hmm. And we give you Hail Mary matchups. Guys that you could throw up a prayer if you need, see what comes down, maybe a desperation flex. We'll tell you if it's a, if, if we're more confident than that, but... Badaki, why don't you start us off the five and two Bengals at the one and five Jets? Your Hail Mary. Uh Jameson Crowder. <laughs> it was so weird. I'm usually used to saying it. Yes, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, I just realized I said it for you. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Jameson Crowder. Uh I think they will be down by a lot and they're gonna need to have to throw the ball. Jameson Crowder could be a good safety blanket for uh Mr. Mike White. I like it. The six and one Rams at the one and six Texans. Tyler Higby. Maybe it's not a Hail Mary, but it's a guy that I almost made a start of the week, so I wanted to throw him in there. I think you can start him this week with relative confidence. Houston gives up a ton of points to tight ends. Two and five Eagles at the 0 and seven Lions. This one's a little bit hard to be completely honest, but I'm going to go Boston Scott. I think he will take the majority of the snaps. Uh, I think it will be a long shot. The Lions give up a lot of points to the running back, so why not? Yeah, two and four 49ers at the three and four Bears. This is disgusting, but Brandon Ayuk, this, who knows? It's a Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> three and four Panthers at the three and three Falcons divisional game here. I'm going to go Robbie Anderson. I think he was my last, my Hail Mary last week. I'm going to go with him again. He's getting the targets. He's getting the opportunity. He's just dropping the ball. If he can figure out those mental aspects, then Robbie Anderson could be a good, good start this week. Two and five Washington football team at the three and four Broncos. It's actually a confident start. It's J.D. McKissick. I think you can start him. I was trying to find a Hail Mary in this game, so I thought, you know, I can't. I'm going to give you actually someone good. J.D. McKissick getting the work out of the backfield. Six and one bucks with the four and two Saints. This one's a, another difficult. Mark Ingram, why not? Oh God, <laughs> no, that's terrible. I won't say that. That's a definition uh, of a, of, of a uh, hail maybe Mary. Gronk is a better like. I was going to say hail Mary. Uh, these are the three. Okay, Mark Ingram, Jameis Winston, and yeah, I'll throw Gronk in there. Um, mm. Look, if you have any of these three guys, why not take the opportunity? If you need a running back. Why not? If you need a, a a quarterback to stream this week, this could be a good opportunity. And Gronk, if he does come back, there's always great opportunity with Tom Brady and Gronk. So any of those three this week for that, for this game. I like it. All right, guys, that's it. But we want to let you know, you probably have questions about specific players. Do I start player A or player B or player C? I'm in half PPR, PPR standard. Do I make this move? Do I, what do I do? If you got those questions, we answer start sick questions every week. Mm -hmm. Every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball and Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash FantasylandFootball. We are pretty much live until there are no more questions. Feel free to join us. It's always a good time. Anything you want to say to close the show? Good luck, everybody. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Um, I think on... Not mistaken, I'm playing you one of in one of our leagues, and I really need you to do absolutely terrible. I'm playing you in a two quarterback league, and I that is the league I feel most confident about this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested if Aaron. That's Jones, after I. This is after I just traded for Gasecki as well. So my thought process is if Aaron Jones absolutely shits the bed, which it looks like he shouldn't, because there's no one else besides him, then. You know, I have if Aaron Jones scores less than 15 points, I am buzzing mm. you. The expectation of him is to get two touchdowns. I'm fine if he gets 15. I'm, I mean, it's, it's either going to be 15 or like 25. I'm buzzing with 15. Um, Godwin against New Orleans. That's a little bit difficult. DK, I understand your concern. Um, This is this is everyone on his team. I don't know if this is your set set lineup. Kaseki against I'm, I'm Buffalo. Look at it. Kaseki we'll against Buffalo. I'm hesitant, but it's interesting. You're going to start Big yeah. Ben. Yeah, I'm going to start Big Ben. So you're not going against to, Cleveland. You're not going to start. Pittman. I mean, Cleveland's or like you, bottom three against quarterbacks right now. Right, I don't you, know. You say you I'm might not going to start Goodwin. Godwin. Sorry, I might. I'm, I'm not going to start Zach Moss or Mitchell over Big Ben because Big Ben just has a better chance to get points, just more opportunities. Imagine this is the week. This would be the week that Tyler Lockett goes off against Could be. you. <laughs> You'll be Could so be. pissed. This is exactly what's going to happen. If that happens, the first thing Zach's going to say. If you start Lockett, I'll start Metcalf. 
I am starting. I think I am going to start locking. If you start locking, I'll start Metcalf because <laughs> then I'll just be like watching that game. Like, who is it? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of equal out the pain. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. You either It's either going to be Tyler Lockett's day or DK Metcalf's day. And then we're both like, oh, fuck. Well, it's typical. It would be typical for Tyler Lockett to go off against me this year. Um, uh, right when he's been doing shit to have his best game. Um, that'll be fun one. Yeah, it should be good. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this week. See you Saturday night, 9 p.m. See you there. See you there. Hey. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you you deserve it